Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 155 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Jessica Ivins. Jessica is a user experience designer and faculty member at Centre Centre, the UX design school in Chattanooga, where she prepares students to be industry-ready junior UX designers. Jessica dedicates much of her time to the UX community. She founded the Chattanooga UX Design Meetup, and she publishes UX articles on her blog and on Medium. She also speaks internationally at conferences such as South by Southwest, Midwest UX, IA Summit, and UX Cambridge in the UK. So Jessica, can I ask you to expand on that brief intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, So thank you so much for having me here on the podcast. So uh, as you mentioned, I am an educator, So I am a UX designer by trade, and I'm a faculty member at Center Center, the UX design school here in Tennessee in the United States. And I basically dedicate my career at this point to preparing other people to be industry-ready designers. We have a very intensive two-year program that students go through, and when they come out, they have a great, well-rounded foundation in UX design, and they are prepared for work, and they are ready to join a UX team and get working on day one. Right. So, so of two questions that I have on that, how long have you been focused on UX itself? And I'm leading on from that. How long have you been teaching other people about how to do it? So I've been a UX designer since 2007. And before that, I was a front-end web developer. And I've been teaching in some capacity probably since like 2011, 2012. Uh, I always knew I wanted to be an educator of some sort. I've always loved helping others learn. And I didn't really start doing it regularly until before I got this job, I was teaching workshops outside of my main profession because UX has been a very popular topic lately. A lot of people want to learn it the past few years. So I started teaching outside of my previous job and then I became a full-time educator here. Right. Okay. Do you do any any, uh, developing still yourself? A little bit here and there. I would say the coding skills that I learned as a front-end developer have been hugely instrumental in just helping me understand the medium that I design for, which is mostly the web. And also just having, being able to jump in and edit some HTML or CSS every now and then. It's a skill that I still use occasionally. And I'm so grateful that I have it because otherwise I would be very lost at times. (laughs) Okay, great. So Jessica, can you share with us a career tip, one that perhaps the audience don't know and should? So I would say one of the big career tips that I've learned is to lay the groundwork for your next job search now, even if you're happily employed. And what I mean by that, I don't mean start applying to jobs before you're ready to look for jobs. I mean, lay the groundwork and put yourself out there and portray yourself in the industry as the professional you want to be known as. So that way, if you're ever in a position where you suddenly have to look for work, you will have already done networking. You will have already made a name for yourself, if you will. And I don't mean you have to go by making a name for yourself. I don't mean you have to go out and speak publicly and write books and whatnot. But I mean, just becoming known and becoming on people's radar so that 
heaven forbid you suddenly lose your job and you have to find another job, you won't be starting from scratch. Instead, you will have already done some of that work to make you known and make you more hireable. Right. Do you have any examples of what you might do to uh, sort of get your profile out there? Sure. There are lots of things you can do. If you really want to dive deep and take the time, you can blog. Uh, blogging actually takes a lot of time, as anyone who's listening may know if they've ever blogged. It, it's it's a lot more work than it seems like, um, but that's certainly one way to get out there. You could get into public speaking, which is something I did, which was huge for my career. I mean, you could even take this as far as you want to, like writing a book, right? But these are all the bigger things that you can do. You can do things that are much, much smaller that don't require as much investment depending upon how much time you have. You could just set a goal to go to a certain number of networking events every month. You could just make sure that you own your online presence. So making sure that you have as many social media profiles that you're comfortable with, like Twitter, LinkedIn, making sure they're up to date, just tweeting every now and then if you have a Twitter account, if you have uh, some sort of online presence. A lot of designers have accounts with like Dribble or Behance, just making sure that those are up to date and active so that you, at the very least, you own your online presence. So if you're at a point where you are looking for work and employers Google you, they will find up to date information about you and you will have owned your presence. So you will actually have an online presence and they will know who you are. Little things like that could even be also reading articles or listening to podcast interviews with experts in your industry, and then even reaching out and thanking them, like sharing, saying something on Twitter, like, hey, um, this article was really awesome for these reasons. It was really helpful. Thank you, author, for writing this. You can do something similar on LinkedIn, even if the people you're connected with on LinkedIn, LinkedIn has a great feed now. Um, in a lot of ways, I think the LinkedIn feed is now what the Twitter feed used to be. And you can just easily take a look at what your contacts are posting, comment on the on what they're posting, just thank them for sharing an article or thank them for sharing something insightful, just little things that you can do here and there to keep on people's radar and make sure that you are somewhat top of mind so that the next time you are looking for work, when people realize you are looking for work, they'll be more willing to talk with you and consider you as a candidate. Yeah, there's some fantastic points in there. I think you make a very good point about the effort it takes in, in terms of creating content. And sometimes it's... Um, <laughs> Very, very early on in particular, it's quite effective if you're actually just focusing on commenting on other people's content or maybe, yes, as you say, recommending posts and so forth that you may have read. So yeah, that's a great way of doing it, definitely. So Jessica, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Years ago, when I was a more junior designer, looking back on it, I realized now I was having to do senior level work when I was in a very junior position. I was at an organization that had hired myself and some other people who were very junior and put us on a very high profile demanding project. And it just was not going well. I was basically supposed to lead our client through the design process. I had no idea what I was doing. Everybody got frustrated on the project. I realized now that, you know, it... I was kind of put into an unfair situation, right? It's kind of like me saying to you, imagine you haven't run in five years and me saying to you, okay, Phil, today you're going to run a marathon, <laughs> you know, not giving you any time to train, not giving you any time to, to build up the skills. And that's kind of what it was like. But the reality of it was what I learned about myself was that I really needed to be a better facilitator. And by facilitating, I mean leading teams toward reaching consensus, knowing how to structure an activity, knowing how to 
rally the team, herd the cats, if you will, and move things forward, is I realized that that's an essential design skill that at the time I didn't have. And that was probably like 10, 12 years ago in my career. Fast forward to now, as somebody who's a hybrid manager and educator here at Center Center, those are skills that I have. I am able to lead a team forward and I'm able to do it even on the fly at this point without much preparation. It's a skill that I've had to build up. So I've definitely come a long way, but that moment back then when I was a junior designer and I was thrust into this situation that I couldn't handle, that's when, you know, again, in all fairness, I think I was put into an unfair situation. And at the same time, I realized, okay, these are skills that I'm going to need. Obviously, I don't have them right now. I'm going to need these skills. So how can I work on them? And eventually I acquired them and it's been tremendous for my career. Good. Okay. Um, So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Sure. I would say that one of the things that I'm very grateful for doing was getting into public speaking. So this is at a different job. A few years later, I was expected to give presentations and workshops in front of our clients. And that still wasn't something that I was very good at at the time. So my boss took me out to lunch one day and said, you know, your public speaking and presentation skills aren't where they need to be. So I need you to get into public speaking and build up those skills. And I was not happy about this. I really resisted this directive. I made up all these excuses for why I shouldn't have to get into public speaking and why I didn't think it was a good idea. And he just wasn't hearing it. And he said, look, these are skills that you need to build. You can do this. You need to get into public speaking and do this. So I didn't have much of a choice at that point. The short version of the story is that I got into public speaking. I started speaking about a topic I was passionate about at locally. This is I was living in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the time. And I learned that, you know, people actually were interested in what I had to say. And it wasn't as scary as it seemed. And the more I did it, the easier it got. And the more I did it, the better I got at it. And it opened up so many doors for me. And it led me to where I am now at Center Center, because getting on the public speaking circuit and speaking at conferences allowed me to get to know my current boss. His name is Jared Spool. And that really helped me get hired here. So I would say one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for doing in my career was getting over that fear of public speaking and just doing it and getting used to it and building that skill. Right. So when did you actually start um, public speaking? I think it was 2011 or 2012. Oh, okay. So it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how many <laughs> how many talks do you think you've given? Oh, goodness. Probably a few dozen at this point. Yep. Yeah, it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's something you now enjoy, presumably. Obviously, a lot of people consider public speaking up there with in terms of things like moving house or um, (laughs) greatest fears, if you like. And some people think that, yeah, they'd probably rather die than stand on stage and speak for a hundred people. But uh, yeah, presumably it's something you've got used to and and you you now feel far more comfortable with. I do. And I will say that that fear, that nervousness never really goes away. Hopefully it'll, if you're listening to this right now thinking, oh goodness, I could never picture getting up on stage. It'd be so scary. Like it's always scary. Like those butterflies in your stomach never go away. You just, they become a little less and you learn how to manage them. Yeah. Okay, great. So Jessica, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? 
I would say what excites me is there are so many career opportunities because as cliche as it sounds, it's true. Like technology is everywhere. It's all around us. It's becoming more and more integrated into what we do every day. And with all that integration and with all that emergence, there are so many problems to solve and so many needs to meet, especially with user experience design, which is my specialty in IT. There are just more and more jobs are being created uh, and more and more needs are being recognized. So that's what really excites me about technology in general is that it's just all around us and it's growing and that creates so many opportunities for people who want to get into the industry. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? When I was in college, I was required to take a computer programming class. And at the time, I knew very little about computers. This is back when AOL Instant Messenger was huge and email was the main form of online communication. And that's all I really knew how to do was use those two software platforms and that's it. And then I had to take this computer programming class, which had me really nervous at first. And then I got into the class and I loved it. And I ended up setting the curve on the first exam. That's how much I loved it. I studied so hard for the first exam and I just nailed it. And I realized like, wow, this is how computers work. So I said to the professor, I said, you know, I'm majoring in art and design. I can't switch my major to computer programming. What do you recommend I look into? And he said, well, why don't you look into HTML and CSS and learn how to build stuff for the web? That's what I did. And that just blew my mind. And that's when I knew that that was the career for me, was getting into technology. So that's how I started as a front-end developer. And I eventually found my way into UX design. What is the best career advice you've ever received? I read somewhere, and I I don't recall where, but I I love this advice that a good career meets three criteria for you. And those three criteria are, number one, you're good at it. Number two, you enjoy it. And number three, you can make a decent living doing it. So I just love that. To me, if, if you're exploring a new career and you look into it and you realize, okay, this is something I'm good at, or this is something I'm pretty sure I'm going to be good at, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it, or I know I enjoy it, number three, I can make enough money to live comfortably, then to me, that's a win. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's that sort of ideal balance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would probably sharpen the skill of self-learning. I had a very conventional mindset that, you know, go to class, do what the teacher tells you to do, and earn an A, and that's going to help you succeed. And I think that's true. It does help you succeed, but only to a certain point. I think in today's world, you have to be really good at teaching yourself and seeking out new opportunities to learn so that you are marketable and hireable and knowledgeable enough to be effective at your job. And that self-learning is a skill that I've built up throughout my career, but it wasn't a skill that I had earlier in my life, especially when I was younger and in college. So if I could go back and talk to my earlier self about beginning my career, I would definitely push myself to sharpen the skill of self-learning. I think I would have gotten a lot further faster if I had. Is that something you've built into a habit or is it something you plan out? It's become habitual for me. It's I really believe that learning is a skill that you can sharpen and you can improve upon just like any other skill. I talked about running a marathon earlier, assuming that you're healthy enough to train and run for a marathon. If you train for it, if you plan ahead and you follow the proper protocol, 
you know, you can become a marathon runner, right? And I think the same thing is true to l- about learning. So if you focus on learning and sharpen it as a skill, you'll get better at learning and it'll get easier to teach yourself new things as you go along through life. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I'm focusing on improving my management skills for our next cohort of students. So here at Center Center, we have an unconventional program where we structure the program to be more like a work environment than a conventional educational environment. So students report to one of the faculty members, either myself or my colleague, and they have regular one-on-one meetings with me or my colleague, and we manage projects just like managers in the workplace often manage projects, so on and so forth. So I've had a lot of management training here at Center Center, and I think I've come really far with it, but it's something that I'm looking to improve. And I actually have some 2019 goals that I'm working on about how to improve my management skills for the next class of students. Okay. Because as you may know, if you've ever been a manager or if any of your listeners have ever been a manager, it's much, much harder than it looks. Good managers make it look easy. Bad managers make it look easy to fix. Um, But until you're in it, you don't realize how hard it is to do it well. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I would say facilitation, like I was talking about earlier. So being able to lead a team forward into toward reaching a goal or toward reaching consensus, learning how to run meetings and lead workshops, guiding non-designers through the design process. All the things I didn't know how to do back at that job that I talked about earlier, where when I was a junior designer, I can now do them and it set me apart as a designer. And it also helps me as an educator because there's so much that overlaps between being a good technology professional and being a good educator. Jessica, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? I would say, getting back to what I was talking about earlier, think about being intentional about how you portray yourself and what are some small investments you can make now in your career so that you'll be more prepared to find work the next time that you need to find work. And we do that here at Center Center. We work with our students from day one of the program. It's a two-year program, as I mentioned earlier. So it's we spend a lot of time with our students, but we're always working with them from the first week of the program for how they can lay the groundwork for getting a job two years from now when they graduate and what are some of the things that they can do? Who can they meet? Uh, Who can they help? Who can they build relationships with so that they are in a better place to find work when they're ready to find work? And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? So I'm a big nerd about UX and I'm very active online about UX. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. Uh, My handle is at Jessica Ivins and I'm constantly reviewing resources for UX design uh, for our curriculum and for the work I do here at Center Center. And I share the best of what I find on Twitter. So please feel free to follow me there. I also blog. uh, Most of my blogging is on Medium these days. So you can find me there as well. And just feel free to reach out to me if if you have any questions about anything I've discussed here, or if you have any questions about Center Center, you can easily find me, contact me through my website, and I'm happy to chat. Great. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you, Phil. It's been great being a guest here. Thanks again. As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. 
It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.